You know that nostalgic feeling you get when you visit a place that meant a lot to you growing up? Mm-hmm. Ilyana doesn't really get that feeling with Limbo. <laughs> it's really more of a overpowering call to return to the place you are a demon ruler of. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely different. Ah, memories. <laughs> Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin, the demon ruler of Limbo. Today, we're starting to talk about magic, and I have to tell you, I'm a little disappointed in you. Coming out, guns blazing, wow. Um, You know, I felt like it was the perfect opportunity for you to start the episode by singing, Oh, oh, it's magic, Yeah, right. you know, and you didn't. But so am I gonna, am I gonna sing the same song that I sang for the Magic miniseries? The demons inside your soul, oh. Yes. It's magic. It's too late now. You know. Let it go. Ilyana fell through a hole. Now she's old. Yeah. See, I just, I would have liked to hear that. I would have liked to have that call back. But it's fine. Because here we are talking about magic. Talking about magic. Hey, you know magic. I know she fell into limbo when she was like, what, six? And she came out when she was like, what, 14? 13, yeah. 13. Seven years had passed over... Span of milliseconds. She fought some demons. She fell asleep under a tree. Storm was there. This is yeah. all true stuff. Yeah, this is all true stuff. That's Honestly, it. Here's a here's a throwback panel page from Magic issue four. Oh, Kitty is so upset. Her friend just fell through a hole. And she pulls her out and she has aged. Aged up. Hey, why is everybody looking at me so funny? Is that really you? Because I thought y'all were dead. Because in my life, y'all died. I watched you die. I killed some of you. And she's walking through the winter. Walking through the winter. Now, in the same way that we talked about Madeline, we're not talking about Ilyana's full story. No. We're just talking about the, the bits and pieces that we need to get us to Inferno. Inferno. Now, Madeline versus Ilyana. Mm-hmm. Ilyana is much more of a main character. Yes. Madeline has a lot more of like side action parts and is really even like a side character to a side story. For Justice most for of- Madeline. Justice for Madeline. <laughs> I, and I say that as a big Madeline fan. Actually, someone commented on our post when we were talking about the Madeline episode and they were like, honestly, I like Madeline more than Jean and I'm not afraid to say it. And I think I do, too. I mean, clearly we know I do. Yes, you don't like Jean. Jean and Scott can go away. They can go have their love life alone. That's fine. I shouldn't say that. I know a lot of people love Jean, and I know a lot of people love Scott to each their own, but they're not for me. Yeah. And not all characters have to be for all people. But who we're talking about today, Ilyana. She is for me. She is for me. She's for me, too. I, I do really like Ilyana as a character. Really like her arc as we're going to start. And we're starting... We're covering a wide range. Oh, exciting. And we're coming through a couple of points that we've already been before. Oh, look at that. Stopping by, saying hello, saying, remember me? Remember. We're starting in New Mutants number 14. Mm-hmm. And we're ending in New Mutants number 70. All right. That's a few issues. That is a few issues. We're definitely not going through all of it. And we're not Buckle hitting, up, friends. We're not hitting everything that Ilyana does through that. We're taking a very focused approach to build the pieces necessary to get us to Inferno. All right. Now, you may see some things and you're like, oh, man, I really want more of that Kitty and Ilyana story. Yeah, it's obviously. So that's not happening today, but there are references to it. 
okay, I'll see how I can handle that as we go. <laughs> so we see these pages, right, from Magic issue four, the last couple pages of the Magic miniseries. In New Mutants number 14, we see almost the exact same pages as Magic is looking at the medallion. The medallion with the souls of people. Isn't it those bloodstones? Pieces or of her soul, actually. Yeah, the bloodstones. Bloodstones. Reflecting on all that time spent in limbo, all the change that she went through. But she still needs two more. Right. Well, does she need them or does Belasco need them? Well, probably Belasco. Probably Belasco. And we see walking around on this same cliff, reflecting. But it's summertime now. As we see at the end of it, it starts snowing. Oh, it starts to snow. I'm digging that turtleneck. Right? She's looking fly. Yeah, coming out of limbo all stylish. (laughs) Now, she sees the new mutants. They laugh so easily while I've forgotten how to cry. Oh. Which is really deep and really tormented it just gives you a little I bit mean, of a she went through so much i know and at i such a young age and i reiterate that just to make sure that that is front of mind as we continue to go through her story because that all carries through mm. her trauma her story is very much so a part of her arc good as it should be character points yeah the only person that she feels comfortable with is kitty and she's on a mission with the x-men oh man she just doesn't feel like she can connect with the other children the other new mutants well they just don't have a shared experience right you know yeah you were all out and y'all got to be kids having families well i didn't really so much get that i had demons and murdered my families (laughs) you know the professor looking on aware of how impossible it is to read Ilyana's mind. I'm the, sorry. The professor looking on? Grimacing. He literally sullen. looks like he's plotting a murder through that <laughs> he's, window. He's gone through a lot himself. He's got dark, sunken eyes. Yes. And a frown. And and he feels like he's blocked out of Ilyana's story. The mysteries that surround what happened in Limbo. Because he has not been able to read her mind ever since she returned. Well, maybe also, did he even ask? No, probably not. I mean, she, he doesn't. <laughs> That's good, Charles. You can't get in there because you're not welcome here. But you know who else isn't welcome here? Who? Who we see on the bottom of this next page. As the New Mutants try to welcome in Ilyana, the team is planning on throwing a party for the professor. Noticing oh. that he, he feels down, he feels oh. in the dumps. Want to pick him up. They want Ilyana to join in. Bobby's like, hey, how are you not wearing a coat right now? She's like, I'm from Russia, dude. I'm from Russia, and I was raised by demons, bro. Back up. Stop trying to impress me. Oh, Bobby. And in the shadows, we see Sim. Dun, dun. Kind of, honestly, that silhouette looks like Orphan Maker. Hmm. But I know. Well, aside from the tail. The tail and the horns, yeah. Well, the horns look like the side of his helmet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's Sim. There's the girl. Too many people about. Sim will bide his time. He's come a long way for you, Ilyana. He doesn't mind waiting a little longer. Yikes. What do you remember about Sim? He's a demon. <laughs> yep. He like coaxed her along. I think there was like a cave. I don't know. I don't remember. He's a demon. He's, he's a demon. in limbo. He's, he's, he's not is only like Belasco's right number two. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demon. Right. So he's he's kind of a big deal in limbo. He's kind of a big deal. And he's a big purple demon guy. Yeah. That's it. 
That's him. As the students go off to get the supplies they need for the party, Xavier is trying to do some research on what Ilyana was saying about Belasco. Can't seem to find anything. There is actual reference to Belasco in some of the history books, but there's nothing to be found. He thinks about contacting Stephen Strange, who might have some more information on the topic. Mm. But then all of a sudden, Sim strikes. Oh, man. Deflecting Xavier's mental attacks. Pew, pew. Sim killed a fair number of mutants in his time, Prof. He wouldn't mind at all adding you to the list. Prof. And then I'll throw you out of your chair. Right. Aggressive. It's pretty intense how easily he swats away Professor Xavier. He is a huge demon. Yeah. He has much strength. Yes. And I do love Professor Xavier says, what the devil? You got it. Name Sim here on business. <laughs> Clever Claremont. What the devil? Now, when the New Mutants return from the store, they're like, oh, how do we how do we get in? How do we bring all the stuff inside and set up a surprise party? This telepath guy is always peeking in on our thoughts. He's going to know what we're up to. And Ilyana volunteers. He can't read my mind. He's unable to see what's going on. I'll go in ahead of us. Uh-oh. Sim strikes. Wrong choice, Ilyana. Telling Ilyana that Belasco misses her and sent him to get her. Yikes. Ew. Ew. Yeah. The effects that Sim has on Ilyana just by seeing him and, and by touching her arm, it's not explicitly talked about the details of what happened in Limbo and how magic was treated by Sim, just referenced here and there as, as something very terrible. Yeah, seems um, non-consensual. Yes, very much so. And in her panic, she tries to bring the New Mutants to her rescue. We get a shot that was actually cut into Magic Issue 3 of the miniseries where the car and all these New Mutants show up in Limbo and see a younger version of Ilyana. Because oh, yeah. her powers of teleportation move people through space and time using Limbo as a connection point. So mm. to teleport, she goes to Limbo and then comes back from Limbo. Yes. But she is able to bring them into the mansion, car and all, with Stevie Hunter in tow, and a battle ensues. Uh-oh. What's Stevie going to do? Dance her way out of it? <laughs> Dance battle to save the world. This is where it came from. Danny uses her powers to attack Sim to summon what he fears most. Guess who it is? Belasco. Oh, look Belasco. at him, too. Belasco. Look at him run. And his, his image of what he fears most transforms into the Dark Child, Ilyana's demon persona Ooh. that we've only seen once or twice before, lightly. For now. Ilyana is able to get away from the main group and separate Sim from the rest of the New Mutants, conjures her magic for the first time since Limbo, and summons her soul sword. Yes. Get it, Ileana. This is basically a, a really great job of giving you the notes of the miniseries if you didn't read it and you're like, who's this person? I'm pretty sure this is her first issue of New Mutants as a aged up Oh, I see. Teenager. So they're giving you a little recap, a little tie-in. A couple of editor's notes in case you want to go back and get the mini. Using her soul sword to his throat. Ooh. Using her soul sword to his throat, Ileana spares Sim's life, making him swear to serve her. Oh, a fair exchange. You drove him from limbo. Sim doubts he'll ever return. His mantle is yours by right. So this is the first reference that we get 
the idea of Ilyana's in charge of Limbo. So she drove Belasco out at the end of the miniseries. She kind of defeated him, but also became this dark persona inhabited by these dark magics. And Sim is the one who goes to Madeline. Yes. To give her her vision of evilness. Yes. So Sim, which happens after this. Much later after this. That's kind of butting up to Inferno. But Sim will play a big role throughout the stories that we talk about today. Oh. And really explore what his play is when we see him in So is Madeline's this really story. a magic episode or is this really a Sim episode? I mean, they're one and the same. They're tied together in some ways, vying for power. Okay. Sim offers to kill Stevie Hunter because she knows too much. She's heard everything that they've talked about. No, no, no that's, that's fine. That's okay. Right. That's okay. But what she does here and what she freaks out to Ilyana about is the X-Men dying in limbo. And she doesn't understand. Are the X-Men dead? And, and Ilyana, sullen and sad and, and just carrying the weight of her demon's persona. Well, you know, time and space work different in limbo. And there was a couple other X-Men. Yeah, they maybe died. <laughs> eh, sorry about it. And that's all we'll talk about from this issue. I think, I'm pretty sure that's the most from a single issue that we'll dive into. Whoa. But it really sets up magic, her abilities, her position of power. She's officially in charge of Limbo and his demons. Official. Now we're going to pass through one of our previous episodes to carry forward some important details. Oh. The Demon Bear Saga. The Demon Bear Saga. I love that one. The first appearance of magic's eldritch armor. Oh, yeah, and I thought it was Warlock, but it's not. No, it's the demon bear himself slashing into her, revealing the armor protecting her. She doesn't know where it comes from or how it protects her from the bear. It just seems that the more she uses her soul sword and the more she's in touch with her magic, the more of her it covers. Yes. And throughout these three issues, it gets to the point where it's covering her entire left arm and shoulder. Something that we see in the New Mutants movie. Yes. Although I think that they mixed up the arm that it's on. Oh, silly, silly. Yeah. For the rest of that arc, we see her use her soul sword to release the souls of people who were trapped by the demon bear. And we understand a little bit the connection that the soul sword has to her and her soul itself. Can you refresh me on that? So it's pulled from her. It is a part of her. And... It has the ability to drive out dark magic from people who are corrupted. That's cool. So that's why she can just kind of summon it out of thin air. Exactly. Because she's summoning it out of herself. Cool. Now, one more piece that gets established in this arc, albeit randomly, but very important to what we're talking about. Warlock. Ah, yeah. There he is. Look at him. Look at him lounging, lounging on, in on space. the moon or something. He's so sassy over there. Doesn't understand who he is or what his purpose is. Right. And do you remember what he establishes in this arc? That he's connected to the phalanx? We don't talk about that just yet, but he's running from someone. Oh, right. Who? His father. That's Dang it. I wish I had just said it. I would have been right. That's why I asked you. I, I know, you but I doubted myself. He's running from the Magus, mm -hmm. his father. And he goes to Earth leading Magus there. Dun, dun, dun. And we get a little bit about the story of 
a warlock and a magus. But not right now. We're not going too deep into that right now. That'll come up a little bit later. That's the later time. Demon Bear Saga feels like a Danny Moonstar story, but it also does a lot for Ilyana expanding and strengthening her abilities. For the most part, Danny is incapacitated. She's on a stretcher being operated on. Poor Danny. And and magic really steps up on the team. This is only what five or six issues after she doesn't even really join the team, but kind of is, hey, I'm here too. I'm at Xavier's. Guess I'm staying. She's proving her worth. Yeah. Now we're going into places unknown. Places unknown. Places beyond where we've gone before. Adventure. With the Beyonder. Oh, the Beyonder. Now, we're not really going to dive into the Beyonder because he opens up a whole thing. Just know he's essentially a godlike character who messes with a lot of people. What a jerk. And you see Kitty. There she is. You see Ilyana. There she is. They're actually supposed to be meeting up. Oh. But. But wait. She's stopped by the Beyonder. Oh, the Beyonder. Look at that 80s hair. Oh my goodness. Gravy. Is it blue too? I don't think so. That's like what you always say to me. It's blue black. Yes. It's not blue. It's just how they color black hair. The Beyonder is able to pull out the dark child persona from Ilyana. Like remove it or reveal it? Reveal it and then remove it. No. And Ilyana's magic, her soul sword and armor appear to Kitty. (gasps) Along with the responsibility that they come with. Wait, like Kitty can wield them now? She has the armor appear on her left shoulder and arm. Oh my God, Becky. I am going to merge my cosplays when they are complete. Holy (laughs) Toledo. She even has the medallion. Oh, no. Now, there's a lot more. Like I mentioned, there's a lot more that goes along with the Beyonder. But he maybe kills the New Mutants in the next issue and then resurrects them without souls. Oh, maybe. It's a whole thing. The Beyonder is a jerk. and It's a whole thing. We're not going to get into it right now. Yeah, just to just to kind of pique your interest. Hey, what's the Beyonder? Who's that guy? Well, he he's a guy who didn't know how to poop until Spider-Man showed him how. Totally unrelated to this episode. What? You can't just say (laughs) stuff like that. He's a guy who didn't know how to poop until Spider-Man showed him how. So the thing with... I knew it. I knew that your voice was (laughs) revving up to move on. So the thing with the Dark Child persona leaving Ilyana, all that responsibility, all that weight went to Kitty. And demons started coming after her. Oh, no. Started challenging her as the demon sorceress. Right. Well, they were like, if you're the new demon in charge, then I want to fight you so I can be the new demon in charge. Right. Right. And so resisting what's about to happen, but wanting to save her friend, her best friend. Her best friend. Potentially lover. Definitely lover. Magic recalls. Her evil self, her her demonic self, her Ooh. other side. She brings it back now. She brings it back and it takes over her in full form as oh, she no. defends Kitty and destroys this demon. Good job, Ileana. It's an interesting thing of Ileana's story of how she often, in the few stories that we've like really gotten into with her, she often has to tap into the power of her dark side yeah. to be able to overcome things. I can't remember, was it Phalanx Covenant that we were reading? Or what story was it that she was like trapped in a basement? I'm pretty sure that was Asgardian Wars. Asgardian Wars, yeah. 
And then she needed to like turn into the evil version of herself. Right. Well, and it's, it's this balance between what she hates about herself, but what is very much so a part of herself. Right. So she tries to suppress this evil dark child persona. So I think when we did the magic miniseries, you might have told me this, but I don't fully remember. So she spent all that time in limbo and her experience in limbo and this dark child persona is where she gets the ability to use those powers, right? So it's where she gets her abilities in magic and in sorcery. So what is her mutant power? Her mutant power is the stepping discs, the ability to transport herself and others through space and time using limbo as that connection point. Got it. Got it. Got it. So her so the, magic Her magic is just from, from her being a sorceress and learning from limbo, learning from Belasco, learning from Storm, her combat skills, learning from Kitty of that world, cat yep. of that world. Yes. Okay. And so then, all these all these people are infused in her training over those seven years, making her into this dual side of of resistance between the evil and the good, wanting yeah. to do good but needing to embrace the evil side. Yeah, of her. it's just that's just what makes her, I think, such a cool character. Yeah, is well, how spe- she deals with that balance and how she taps into it when she needs to and. I'm assuming there are times when it gets the better of her. Oh, yeah. And, um, and times where she just can't deal with it. Yeah. And there's actually an issue that I almost didn't include, but that goes into some of that philosophy and how it connects to another character on the X-Men. Cool. Cool. Okay. Thoughts so far? I love it. You love it? I love Ileana. Yeah. I have been waiting for this. Oh, cool. I'm ready. So she... she she gets it back. She takes. She's like, "Okay, Kitty, hold up. I'm gonna take this back right now, and I'm gonna slay this demon so you can be free." Here we go. And that was New Mutants 36 and 37. Okay. Well, we really bumped it up. Right. Right. We're just kind of jumping. We're just kind of jumping. The next couple of issues come out of and after the mutant massacre. So that event that we talked about in the Madeline Pryor episode. Yes. The first crossover of the X Men franchise. Yes. The New Mutants are pulled into the outskirts. Of the mutant massacre. They're not directly involved because they're told they shouldn't be. Because they're just children. They're just children. You're not X-Men. You're not superheroes, even though you've got superhero outfits. Using the tunnels, the Morlock tunnels, they try to find what's happened to Shan and Ilyana. So the two went to find Shan's brother and sister. When everything was happening with the Morlocks, they they thought they're in danger. Mm. They went, Ilyana teleported the two of them to this apartment that they were living in. And when Shen flicked on the light switch, an explosion went off. Oh, no. It's not immediately followed up on, but they assume that it was because of the Marauders as well. Oh. Now, while they're in the tunnels, Warlock is acting really odd. Oh, no, Warlock. More so than usual. Not like quirky, like something's up. Yeah, like nervous and forceful, telling them that we have to take a car. We can't fly there. We need to be doing this. He's getting odd readings. And we, the reader, know why, but he and the team do not. Oh. As we see Magus oh, no. in the tunnels behind him, lurking Yikes. in the background. Your dad's coming for you. The team's all reunited, and Warlock loses it. Oh, no. Like in a bad way? He grabs the team. And starts running, flee, flee, must go. Just 
builds into a tank to He's protect like, we gotta them. We got to get out of here. Something's not right. Right. He starts discorporating, falling apart everywhere. Someone even mentions the last time that he did this, he was telling the new mutants about his father. And speak of the devil, well, the techno devil. <laughs> oh, God. I am Magus. He's terrifying. Amongst our race. Also kind of funny. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he brings in the visual characteristics of Warlock, but also in a much more physically imposing way. Yes. Yes, for sure. Amongst our race, the Warlock must ever duel the Magus to earn his right to life by slaying his sire. Thus does a warlock become the Magus and ruler of our technarchy. The price of failure, you are about to learn. <gasps> so this is one of the main reasons why a warlock is considered a mutant. He rejects his internal wiring, his, his fate of having to battle to the death with his father. Mm. He chooses compassion. He chooses to not do that. He flees. Is one of the main reasons why he's considered a mutant of his programming, of his society. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because it is a little a human, bit like, right? how does he fit into the whole mutant society? And that, that is kind of the question with Krakoa. Is is Warlock allowed because he is also connected to the Phalanx in some offshoot <laughs> way? He's a Kyle. <laughs> you know, he's Doug's other guy's partner. He's part of him. Yeah. He's not really a mutant, but right. he, he he's a Kyle. What does that mean? Isn't Kyle but North Star's husband? Oh, gotcha. Yeah, Kyle. yeah. Kyle. <laughs> like, he's a Kyle. <laughs> You're like, what the heck does what that does mean? What does that even mean? He's what? He's part of Krakoa by association. So Megas starts attacking them all, all of the new mutants, ready to kill them because of them aiding Warlock in, in his flea. And Ilyana, at the last minute, teleports the whole team. She gets them out of there. She gets them out of there and goes to Limbo. Ah, limbo again. Where the team, the beginning of the next issue, stirring awake from unconsciousness, all strewn about on the ground. Roberto is the first to wake and sees demons take Ilyana. Oh, no. Worried, he tries to intervene, but his powers are charged by sunlight. There's no sunlight in limbo. There's no sun in limbo. Tisk tisk, Roberto. So he feels kind of defeated. And quietly follows as the demons bring Ilyana back to their lair. Oh, gosh. What are they doing? It looks like they're about to sacrifice her as he yeah. has his internal monologue. And as he's about to intervene with Magnum P.I. level improvisation, as he <laughs> himself calls out. He loves Magnum P.I. Sim grabs him and stops him as Ilyana's soul sword drives into her. Into her? Into her. She's been stabbed with her own sword? Yes. This is not okay. Well, actually it is. Oh. She's been restored. Bobby's confused. You you were just stabbed through the heart. Seems like magical realm, magical sword, magical spell. Not yeah. dead. Magical restoration. <laughs> Boys did good, Sim. I'm proud of them. And That's just, what Ileana says. Yeah. And just look at her, her new like, costume, her new outfit, yeah. and how it incorporates elements of her dark child persona. But she's not dark. Right. She good, but she can have a handle on her business. For now. For now. And it's overcome her previous costume of the New Mutants, Mm. black and yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Interesting point about Ayana taking to heart Bobby's rescue attempt. She still feels like an outsider to the rest of the team. Mm. And and she also just carries this, this shame of her dark persona 
and tries to hide it from them for, for a while, too. Well, that's so now she feels like one of them. A little bit, yeah. She's starting she's to. She's starting to feel accepted. And then there and are he's still. he's now seen this other layer. Yeah. Well, he's seen it in even his thought bubbles. She's more beautiful than ever. Why does that also make her even more terrifying? <laughs> oh, boys. So the team reunites. She's not interested in you. No, no. <laughs> I mean, nobody, sadly, for Roberto, nobody is interested in him. Sorry. The team reunites and tries to collect themselves while still in limbo when Magus erupts oh, no. from the ground, attacking them in a beautiful oh, splash page. That, did you really hope to escape the Magus? So he followed them to limbo. How did he do it? He was able to tap into Ileana's stepping discs. Oh, interesting. As they were still open. He's such a little... Well, I was going to say demon, but he's not a demon. Not yet, at least. Oh. Oh, not yet, at least. A huge battle ensues as Magus drains a few nearby demons of their life force. Hey, hey. Turning them into technarchy. Oh, gosh. This is not good. This is, you don't get out of my limbo. You're doing the dirty here. Magic teleports the team quickly, leaving Magus. Don't leave him in limbo. Running away again trying to flee for their lives. Yeah, just pop your friends off somewhere else and then hop back to Limbo because you definitely do not want Limbo overrun by Magus. That is the constant concern of Magic is that she's trying to save her friends but also her realm. Yeah, yikes. So a few other stories happen between this, traveling throughout time and even getting separated. But the main takeaway for us is that Magus was left in Limbo and he's now allied himself with Sim. This is not good, girl. He has infected Sim and other demons with the transmode virus. Oh, no. And they now are leading an uprising to destroy Ilyana and take her place. Hmm. Doesn't the transmode virus come into play in Madeline's story? Maybe. Maybe. Look at me. Connecting the dots. Remembering stuff. She's fighting off a horde of demons. And then sees you, Sim. Hey, Magic. Ah, Sim, back again. And look at even his arm, techno-organic. Oh, no. Now she stabs her soul sword into limbo, partly to destroy it or to to try and cleanse it, but also to exactly to rid it of the techno-organic evil that is now corrupting the entire realm. Mm -hmm. And she teleports at the last minute. And because... She was thinking about Xavier at the time. Why? She goes to where he is. It's actually, you're not going <laughs> to like this because <laughs> uh, Sim insinuates that Belasco is her father or that, that she is Belasco's daughter. I'm making an eye roll right now. And Ilyana basically says, if anyone has earned the title, it's Charles Xavier. And he wouldn't run from anything except when he goes to space with the Spaceberg girlfriend. Pretends he's dead. And pretends he's dead several times throughout continuity. Other than that, he would never he would run. Never he would never run from anything. Never. There's actually an interesting story between Xavier and Lelandra and the Starjammers. But we're not going to talk about that right now. That's not for today. After some time, after they've reunited, they return to Limbo. Ilyana with Charles and Lelandra and Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. Who goes by binary at this time. Ah, uh, yes. Limbo actually looks beautiful. Appearing healed 
but it's because the soul sword has cleansed the land to what it would have been like before Belasco. Oh. This is what it is without his corruption, without his wow. evil magic. It's beauteous. In comes Sim. Sim's like, come on, man. I like the dark, scary. Not your land, witch brat. Never again yours. Limbo belongs to Sim, and through Sim, the Lord Magus. Oh, geez. So we didn't get rid of him. So we cleansed, but not really. Right. Because, I mean, that's part of the problem that we'll see in a second. To defeat Sim, Ilyana reclaims her soul sword, takes it from the ground, and all of the dark magic that goes with it blends into her. Oh, gosh. As she gets this natural transition between herself and her dark child persona. Sim's playing the long game. He actually splits himself apart to dodge Ilyana's magic. Whoa. As long as a small bit of him remains, he can bring himself back and continue to infect Limbo with the Technarch Transmode virus. This is crazy. This what? This <laughs> is crazy. No, that wasn't right. Hold on. What? This is crazy. Yes. <laughs> the Soul Sword can only keep him at bay if it stays in Limbo. Oh. And the more of Limbo that Sim transmodes, the weaker Ilyana becomes. This isn't good. And should all Limbo be transmoded, you'll never be able to teleport. Your magic will be gone. No. Your mutant power as well. She needs to stay in Limbo then, doesn't she? Ilyana wants to go after Sim because he runs off, but decides Get to help- Get back here, Sim. She decides to help save the New Mutants first, right? We're talking about it before, this, do I go after the villain or save my friends? She drives her soul sword into Limbo to keep the virus at bay. So she's like, okay, pause. Put a pin in it, literally. Right. Put a sword in it. That's what I'm going to say from now on instead of put a pin in it. Put a soul sword put in it. Put a soul sword in it. Trying to keep that at bay. We're just going to put a soul sword in that. And we'll come back to it later on. Thoughts so far? Keep it coming. <laughs> you don't want to talk about it? I mean, I don't know what else there is to say. I say that every time. I so, I think it's interesting that she keeps choosing her friends and that I haven't seen the new mutants, which granted we are jumping around so they very well might have, but I haven't seen the new mutants try to assist in the defense of Limbo at all. Well, it's a lot of things that they don't know about, too. And right. it's a lot of things that she keeps guarded and she doesn't <laughs> let them into. But, like, why keep bringing them to limbo? Because that's how she travels. You know, she can't travel elsewhere. And so, actually, what we're missing right now is they're in various places throughout time in, in far distant futures that are not great. Oh, gosh. They're great story-wise, but not great for mutants. Ay ay ay. It's all right for Roberto, though. Well, isn't that just fantastic? And every time we see her in her Dark Child persona or in the elements that are of her Dark Child persona, they become more and more intense. Mm. So before where it was just the red suit and now it's actual what look like horns coming out of her. And a cape. And a cape, yeah. The full eldritch armor even extending onto the other side. Now this jumps into the story that I almost cut. Oh, but but it's still here, but it's still here. We jump back to see Ilyana fighting off all of these demons. This is New Mutants number 52 defending Limbo from Sim. The more she fights, the more she uses her dark magic, 
the more her inner persona takes over her outer self. Mm. Look at how transformed she is. She's got some, she looks like Thor. And she even had like hooves mm. and metal armor on her legs. But I'm just, I think it's this red cape, metal armor on her chest, blonde hair, horns, you know. Yeah, a little Thor. It's giving me the like Thor, Valkyrie, Viking vibes. But it's cool. The battle wears on her. Oh, no. But she seems to have defeated Sim. Good. Bye, She Sim. leaves her soul sword to protect Limbo. And at the bottom of that page, we see Sim, indeed still alive, building his power. A little flower. He's growing like a fleur. Now she comes back to the real world. This is after the mutant massacre, right? So her brother and her best friend are critically injured. Oh, man. She hasn't been able to see them. And she's struggling with it all, realizing that her transformation is affecting her in this world as well. Not just in limbo anymore. And the fact that Kitty and Piotr are injured, it's all just weighing on her. She's struggling to continue. Now, Magneto, Mm -hmm. who's the headmaster of Mm. the Xavier School right now because- He's in charge. Charles is off in space. Yep. He was like, I'm dying. Take my place, Magneto. Goodbye. X-Men 200, trial of Magneto. Magneto comes in trying to give her a pep talk, but also like, hey, you were supposed to be in class. What happened? Where are you going? I was just hanging out in limbo, fighting demons. Fighting my demon self. You even see her eyes in this panel as as Magneto tries to talk to her about how to discipline her. And just the conversation that she has, you have the power, you could force obedience. Does being the strongest automatically give one the right to force obedience? Without power, you're always a victim. It's kind of really philosophical about what they're talking about, about mm. what what makes for power in any situation. He's trying to give her a pep talk slash figure out how he can help. And so what she does is she takes him to limbo and Ooh. reveals her changing form to him. Oh, this is exciting. The more I try to heal this land or myself, the more I seem to win my war with Sim, the more I lose myself to the dark side of my soul. Kitty and Peter are my balance. They anchored me to my humanity. Without them, I'm done. No, you can do it, Magic. Well, she feels as though she's given up. She's just, she can't even try it. And Sim attacks. With Magneto there. Magneto's got her back, right? Look at Magneto. He's doing it. This is what I'm talking about. Somebody doing it with her. Let's get it, Magneto. And Magneto even says, I could take Sim down. He's made of techno-organic parts. Oh, And Ilyana says, no, this is my responsibility. This is my world. Ilyana. Yeah, it seems a little short-sighted as for now, but we need the story to continue. Okay. No, thank you, Mr. Magneto, sir. Yes. But they also just talk about how this parallel between the two of them and their dark sides and how they wrestle with what's within them, how they need to both embrace the darker sides of their past to be the full hero that they are it's beautiful absolutely beautiful yeah and it really is a nice bonding moment between the two characters as they come back it's a nice connection that i didn't really know existed you know right so Ilyana is kind of the main character through especially claremont's issues of new mutants Mm -hmm. gradually becomes the main character slash the character that he enjoys writing and and delving into she's got so much that can be expanded she's so cool right I mean, I would argue her and Danny are the coolest of the New Mutants. Mm. 
Those are my faves anyway. Is Kitty considered a new mutant? Mm-mm. No. No, the X-Babies. X-Babies. Which she calls them. So we talked about New Mutants number 14. It's either in issue 12 or 13. I'm not sure in, off the top of my head. But actually, you've seen Professor Xavier is a jerk. Right. That's when he Doesn't, tells her that she needs to be a part of their team, right? Yeah. Because she's not she she's too young to be an X Men, even though she's been being an X Men. Right, and that's so, why I was like, oh, is she part of? Yeah, got it. So she just has no team. She's an X Men, but then she's not. So so for the, that like one issue, oh. she's in between. Got it. And she proves herself as the reason why she needs to be or should be considered an X Men. What she's done, how she's proven herself before. That's a conversation for yes. another episode. <laughs> a Kitty Pride episode. A Kitty Pride series. Yeah, maybe. Kitty Pride season. No, just kidding. I mentioned this in our Madeline episode that during the fall of mutants, one member of the team died. Is this a quiz? If you know it. I don't remember. Doug Ramsey. Oh, yeah. One member of the New Mutants. Yes. Got it. The team, I was, that, the I was, team that we're talking about. Yeah, but I, when you said it was from the Madeline episode, I was thinking it was from the other team. Gotcha. And this death takes place in the New Mutants title. But as of right now, we're talking about the aftermath of that. So okay. he's killed by a couple of groups that you don't know. He's killed by this this big... We're not going to talk about bird brain. We're not going to talk about the animates or the animator. Oh, okay. But he is actually shot by the animator. Oh. In a confrontation with the animator, his animates, and the right, which I think you know the right. The right is in new comics. Yes. Is in current comics. Hellions. Yes. With the smiley robots. Yes. Yes. Or exoskeletons. I think in Hellions, they're, they're robots, but right now they're humans in robot armor oh dear doug actually dies saving rain from being shot oh no because he's always kind of second guessing himself and his contributions to the team he's off during the battle he's kind of hiding and he feels useless oh and the animator sacrifices himself the animator pulls a gun and is about to shoot rain as she's distracted and doug saves her douglas now, the team is obviously distraught by this. They're Obviously. They are wrecked by it. To the point where Ilyana takes it in her hands to grab a remaining smiley and bring him to limbo. Oh, dang. Now, here we see how Sim has taken more control over the realm. Because magic has needed her soul sword, it hasn't been in place to hold back the techno-organic virus. Oh, this is not looking good up in here. Just look at his design and how... He's so scary, but even she's so scary. Right. Well, just the intense darkness that is becoming over her and corrupting her. But also sexy. Right. Sim asks, is this more tribute that she's brought to the new lord of her domain? Oh, no, Sim. Get out of here. not tributing you nothing. Right. And she just kind of flips out and returns (laughs) back to the New Mutants. Now, back at the mansion... They see the X-Men die on TV. The Fall of the Mutants. They sacrifice themselves, right? We talked about it a lot in the Madeline episode where they were needed for a spell to sacrifice the nine souls. And so they actually see it because it was televised. Neil Conan, NPR, was there live broadcasting it. Yep, that guy. They all watch as 
Ilyana's brother dies. This is horrific. And she goes off. Clearly. She has a right to. Now, Magneto also struggling with the fact that Doug has died on his watch. He's taking the full responsibility of it as headmaster. He forbids the New Mutants from doing anything in retaliation to what's happened to the X-Men. They're dead. There's nothing you can do. And Magic loses it on him. Oh, dear. Coming in as Dark Child, having all sorts of other things to say. Just fully transformed the horns, the tail. tail. Yeah. It just shows the progression of her transformation. And again, an interesting parallel to the way that like her darkness, her feelings, her trauma is really what fuels the dark side of her. And she's just lost Doug and now just lost Colossus. So that's it. She's, she's unhinged. Yeah. And it's just all of this death really hits them all so hard. She had seen Magneto as this knight in shining armor there to protect her and the rest of the teams. And she feels betrayed and disappointed in herself in him and she just she just starts crying what it's can okay. she do it's okay Ileana. cry it out girl feel your feelings now throughout this arc magneto is gradually distancing himself from his responsibilities as headmaster uh, it's That's been not seen. his place right right it's not where he belongs he has been recruited by the hellfire club to be their white oh, king gosh there is so much about comics i don't know and that makes me want to know everything about that right everything so he he even tries to recruit storm to join him oh my god i wish because he sees he sees this she does for a little while she comes with him he sees this as a potential power play are magneto and storm ever (laughs) (laughs) shut it down not that i know of i don't think so magneto and rogue yeah but magneto and storm Magneto and Emma? I don't think romantically, no. Magneto and Storm would be <laughs> the best. Oh my god. Huh? Okay. So anyway, that's that's what's going on They're in the not background. Meant to be. No. That's what's happening in their neck of the woods. Now, at the end of issue 64, the New Mutants are watching over and over again the report, the death of the X-Men. He's and- watching it on replay. Ilyana blames Forge for their death. He's the reason they all turned into energy and disappeared. So she decides she's going to go after him. No, don't go after Forge. Yes. His magic is what caused their death, and she plans to kill him. Yikes. She's got hate in her eyes right there. She grabs her soul sword from Limbo. Oh, she's what is she channeling Lalandra up in here? She's trying to be Shi'ar? Full armored form. She leaves Limbo to fester and grow even more tech infused. Yikes. As Sim looks all sorts of robotic with his demon horde ready, knowing that they have hours ahead of themselves to just do whatever they want to gradually gain more and more power. Not good. Not good at all. She brings them back to. Limbo, fully transformed. So she's got the full set of armor, but she's also got her dark child form. This is very intense. Forge, a, a shaman and sorcerer in his own right, is ready to fight as she is attacking him. Oh, man. Look at him. He, he's got some of that armor, too. Right. 
Well, that's his robotic leg. Oh, JK, that's just his robotic leg, Alicia. <laughs> Everybody knows Forge has a robotic leg, Alicia. Yes. I didn't know. She's about to kill him and is taken back by a vision of her fully transformed self. Oh. The more anger and dark magic she uses, the further she transforms. Mm. Like the use of her magic for evil right. versus tapping into her evil for good. Right. Oh well, even even when she taps in that evil for for good, it does seem to do. Well, like she was saying, if she used her magic to help cleanse Limbo to defeat Sim, it would still continue to corrupt her mm. because she's using it with the intent to destroy something. Right, crazy. That and is terrifying. The demons all around her egg her on to kill him. Kill him. As the new mutants are being. That's what they sound like. <laughs> as the new mutants are being sucked into. The environment themselves. And Wolfsbane calls out, Ilyana, no, stop before it's too late. It won't be just Forge that's lost. It will be your own immortal soul. I'm sorry, could you do that again um, in the accent? Ilyana, no, stop before it's too late. It won't be just Forge you lost. It will be your own immortal soul. Thank you. But she doesn't. She doesn't kill him. She doesn't kill him. She's convinced by... Rain, she's convinced by Danny to not kill him. And the last... Thanks, friends. The last page that we're going to see, we, we skip a couple of issues. The last page. The last page that we're going to see. The last page. She and the New Mutants are off in space. They've been doing a, a handful of things with uh, Spider, I think is his name, and, and Gossamer. Things that we're not going to talk about right now. But all along, Sim has been forming... His partnership with Belasco's former apprentice, Nastier. Nastier. And Nastier is involved with Madeline. Yes. Nastier. After arriving in limbo with the new mutants, Nastier's magics prevent Ilyana from teleporting the team back to Earth. And they fight Sim, who had become strong enough to take Ilyana's soul sword from her. No. That's all we're going to get right now. That's all we're going to get right she now. She loses her soul sword? That's what you're leaving me with? She is at a, a point where she has no power in limbo. This is an outrage. Why? Because how dare he? How dare oh, okay. you, Sim? I thought you were saying it was an outrage because I left you on a cliffhanger. Also that, but I accept it because Comics. we're going to do another issue, another episode of Inferno, and I'm going to get to know what happens. It's planned. It's in the cards. Yeah, it might even happen sooner than you think. Great. We'll see if how far I get into that. But, you know, that was the goal. Yeah, well. Vacation was a lot more active than I intended. That's good. Vacation was vacation. Yes. Anyway, let's talk about what we just talked about. Honestly, the more I learn about Ileana, the more she creeps up as one of my top characters. As she should. Like, now, I'm living on a top three of ladies right now. The best, Emma. The best X-Men are Kate, women. Ileana. Like, come on. Where's Storm? Storm is in there, but top, she's number four. I don't know. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I don't, I can't rank them because <laughs> it changes constantly. As it should. It's just, I, I mean, I've always been very interested in Ileana's story and how she got to where she was. And I think... This is proving to be a character who has a lot of layers and a lot of experiences. And 
a lot of connections to other characters that makes her story more interesting. Yeah. So. And you don't even know what happens on the other side of Inferno to Ilyana and, and, and how the Ilyana that we read today is probably different from this one, but also influenced by. Oh my God. I, that upsets me in like a flip the table. What the heck are you talking about? Kind of way. <laughs> Any questions, any any thoughts that like really stick out or things that you really enjoy about her story? I, I, I personally, I just love this idea of this tragic hero, right? So she's trying to do good. She's trying to be kind of in the same way that Madeline was. You know, they, they are pitted against each other in, in very similarly tormented ways. Magic having a little bit more agency in what's happening, at least now after the seven years where she had literally zero agency. It's interesting because I literally what thought the thought that just popped into my mind was, well, she's basically living between two worlds. Yeah. And then I went, my brain went to House Vex and Rasputin and like the girl with a foot in two worlds. And I'm not saying that as like, oh, they're the same person or like whatever, but just that sort of statement Mm. and the fact that obviously Rasputin is made from her bloodline. Right. Right. So it's just interesting, but I think that that's what that's what interests me about the character and why I've often been interested in in how she ties into the Marvel universe as a whole because she has this connection to magic specifically that gives her something outside of a mutation to connect to and gives her something a different experience than other mutants have. So it's a different lens to tell her story. It's this conflict of being a mutant and being part of a team, but also being the leader of Limbo or the ruler of Limbo. And and any one of those things could be enough for one character to exist, but she has both of those things. And I just think there's a lot, there's a lot to her as a character in her relationships, in her personal experience, in the development of, you know, where she where she is now and and everything that leads up to that point. I just find her to be a very interesting character. So I was really invested in everything that you were saying. And it's also interesting to see how this story, you know, when we were going through it from Madeline's perspective of leading up to this point, as you were saying, she's a side character of a side story. It feels very sporadic and very, not very, but kind of chaotic to jump around in. And this, even though it spanned over all those issues, felt like it could have, this could have been just like one or two issues or like a mini series that we just talked about in that it's a consistent storyline that ties through on top of all of her other storylines. Right. Well, so this is just a thread that Claremont and at one point Louis Simonson are building together. So Claremont leaves New Mutants as the title as the writer and... Louis Simonson becomes the writer of it and the arc that they're building just through the pages that I highlighted today is a consistent arc for magic's story, right? Mm. So it, it's like if you were to take in the same way, Madeline, if you were to take all these pages out of the t- 20 or more, I think today we had what, like almost 50 or so right, different issues. issues. It shows this gradual character progression and how, it's, they're going down this path. And and from Claremont's perspective, there was no, like, oh, and then 30 issues from now, we get to Inferno. Right. Right. This is just, 
seeds that started being connected at various times, plotting together, bringing it closer and closer, maybe probably around a little bit before the mutant massacre around where X factor, he's like thinking, okay, now, now I've got the whole Madeline of it all. How do I, <laughs> okay. So the, the techno organic virus into limbo, maybe that's something that yeah placed that for a little bit later. Yeah. It's really interesting. And even that, even the story of the techno organic virus being infused into limbo and what that, you know, is going to lead to in itself. It's just very interesting. It's very layered storytelling, which just makes for more compelling stories. Right. Right. Because it, and it also, I feel like it, it puts, and I've said this before, it puts a lot on the reader to juggle. Right. If you're actually reading it month to month and not just binging it, right? If you have to wait a month. Yeah. You have to remember. You have lot. to remember all of these story threads. The the Claremont run, Andrew DeMann, mm-hmm. he had done a video about one particular issue and the number of threads that pass through that one issue. Some move forward a little bit some are just referenced some are stop and start in that one issue but just the number of different threads that claremont's working with to help seed future stories yeah it's incredible but magic overall she's a boss oh yeah and i love her even more so yeah every honestly everything i learned about her i'm like yep cool great more give me more all right, well, so now we've got we've got our road to Inferno. Yep. So That's what I called it. That's what you called it. So it's coming. <laughs> Cuz I'm itching for that story. That's the goal. We'll see if I can get it done. You can do it. I have all the faith in you. I also have tomorrow off, so, you know. Party. That helps. Well, Until next time, old friend. Charles, I quit. Fine, I'll see you in limbo. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan.